Hey everyone, this is the Invasion TV Podcast, a podcast where we analyze Asian characters on TV. I'm Kathleen. And I'm Patricia. And this is part two of Filipinos Playing Filipinos. This is Invasion TV. Watch with your ears and see. This is Invasion TV with diversity and inclusivity this is invasion this is invasion this is invasion tv so renee goubet liked one of my tweets he probably didn't listen to our episode but i was really excited that he liked it yeah no he acknowledged us yeah, yeah. Um, Patricia mentioned in a text conversation we were having with one of our friends who listens. Shout out, Michelle. Um, Patricia mentioned that there were under 30 Filipino writers in the Writers Guild of America. Wait, wh- where did you pull that from? Is that current? 2018. It was oh, actually okay. from Renee Goubet's Instagram. May- yeah, because they may, or he reached out to a couple of Filipino writers from the WGA mm-hmm. and they were like, hey, there's so little of us. We should all get to know each other. So yeah. I thought maybe there is a higher number now but i did try to look i couldn't find so okay that's insider information (laughs) maybe one day (laughs) so part one of filipinos playing filipinos we were focusing more on like comedy and for part two since there were a couple different shows that we wanted to talk about um we were going for more serious dramatic (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. there's like less laughing i think in these (laughs) in these shows that we're going to talk about up on the roster this week are characters Oliver Hampton from How to Get Away with Murder, Sergeant Drew Wu from Grimm, Dr. Richard Hanover from Ratchet, and Andrew and Modesto Kunanan from The Assassination of Gianni Versace, American Crime Story. Disclaimer, we feel like it's a given, but here it is anyway, there will be spoilers. Conrad Ricamora as Oliver Hampton from How to Get Away with Murder. How to Get Away with Murder is an ABC show about a group of law school students and their law professor becoming involved with murder. And the particular episode that we want to talk about today is uh, from season five, episode six, where Oliver and Connor's moms visit them in preparation for their wedding. I actually have a question since you actually watched the whole show and I really only watched this specific episode. Mm -hmm. um, Do they ever flesh out Oliver's character? Meaning, do you know he's Filipino prior to this episode? No. For sure. Oh, okay, So this is really the first mention of him being Filipino. Mm -hmm. He started off as a recurring role. Mm -hmm. And then later he becomes Connor's lover and then becomes a main character. Yeah, so in this episode, uh, his mom is like really the first foray into us seeing that he's half Filipino at least because his last mm-hmm. name is Hampton so we can presume so the dad's mixed? like never mentioned right no mm-hmm. or he is mentioned he's just mentioned that he couldn't make it okay so his mom is actress Mia Katigbak who is Filipino I read more about her and she actually co-founded the National Asian American Theater Company back in 1990 she is 1.5 gen meaning she moved here when she was like 11 like still pretty young from the philippines that's a thing where you say 1.5 gen oh yeah if you know people who came from the philippines when they were relatively young they're considered one and a half because they still remember the philippines and then also grew up here as american so that is 
a thing. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, so the whole storyline of this episode is that, like, she is pretty disapproving about their wedding venue. The, the, the whole episode is kind of them looking for a specific wedding venue, and they disagree upon the price slash yeah. like they the the couple themselves want to save money whereas the mom is like this isn't good enough for the for the venue they actually want is that what you got from it or by the end did you realize like why she was being a hard no ass? yeah 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 I, so okay. initially i i got that so obviously once they have this deep conversation between the mom and the son it's because Oliver really grew up wanting a wedding and she wanted to give him the best wedding, um, which I totally got from. But she just came off so cold. How did you like feel about her character? Because that's not for me. I'm asking you because I'm like, that is not like a tita. Being rude to like people who aren't part of your family is like not something I feel like Filipinos do. Yeah. So no. that was interesting to see. I don't think that was relatable for me either mm-hmm. or anything. I could see the reason why she was being that way, but no, I don't think I would. I know anyone. Yeah. We have a yeah. very, like, we put up, put up a front. Anyway, never mind. But no, I don't feel like that. I get what you mean about putting up a front. Yeah. Like, um, we rather save face than, like, not air out our dirty laundry of how we really feel to stranger or quote-unquote people not part of our family. Yeah. yeah I get what you meant exactly. by that. But she in the episode was very, like, honest. <laughs> Straight and, like, up. Yeah, to Connor and his mom, um, who felt very accommodating Mm -hmm. to her and Oliver's feelings about what weird thing they were going through about the wedding venue and the money. So his mom comes and she started off being like abrasive with Connor, Mm -hmm. but she also like makes lumpia. Mm-hmm. For, for like the friends and then yeah we do realize it's because she wants the best for Oliver I did love the little like insert of lumpia it was really cute um, <laughs> even though she was being mean like it just doesn't seem like you should be offering lumpia while you're like <laughs> which means like you have like a sourpuss face but I guess like a, in terms of like a cultural point for this episode it's like Oliver's mom specifically wants Oliver and Connor to have a big wedding but again they're trying to save money for me, I do feel like it is a thing for Filipinos to ha- throw these, like, huge celebrations where they're, like, not so much conscious of money and they, like, would rather spend the money to have a great time. I think not completely opposite, but I guess just from my perspective with my mom and my dad, they didn't make a big deal about weddings. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they want, like, a good like celebration but money is still a factor in everything like if you can get the cheapest deal but then still make it look really nice Mm -hmm. yeah that's how Mm -hmm. we think yeah like chinatown yeah downtown that's where we get all of our party supplies (laughs) for the after party (laughs) okay but i don't know if that was an intentional point to make about we rather throw a big party than save money because i feel like i saw that reflected from my experience like growing up in a filipino family Mm. not i wouldn't say like personal experience maybe but like family Mm -hmm. i mean we definitely have like the extravagant reception with Mm -hmm. just a bunch of events Mm -hmm. well i mean maybe maybe not wedding but like i remember for turning 18 on my debut for those who don't know debuts are basically 16s for filipinos but it's coming of age at 18 i was so adamant about not throwing a freaking 
party. Oh, same. I just didn't want. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. Don't even get me started on yours, but like. <laughs> I really didn't want one, um, and I was, like, dragging my feet, not wanting to have this party, and then I did have it, and it was a great, really great time, and of course, I was super appreciative to my parents, and my parents were just, my parents are like that, though. Like, mm-hmm. even right now, during the pandemic, my dad will make food for 50 people when there's literally Aww. just three of us in this household. But I just, I, I don't get it. appreciate all the bones. Yeah, I know, <laughs> I know. Uh, there was a point where when Oliver and his mom are having that serious conversation about the wedding, I legit teared up. I teared, I teared up. up. <laughs> I did tear up. I was like, I do not know these characters up until like 20 minutes ago. Um, but she says like the sweetest thing. She's like, Wait, I'm I- here for you until the day I die. Did you write I that down? Oh mean. my gosh. I-, I put, I'm here for you until the day I die. Crying at the familiarity. <laughs> it's just like, you've done so many dumb things in your life and your mom will like always love you. I also, when I watched that, I did tear up, but I wish she said a knock. So she says it in, in the-, the next <sighs> The actual wedding. I bet because of this episode, they were like, we should have written a knock in there. And that's why they added it. (laughs) Two episodes later. Just like how Nini said Lola. Six episodes later. (sighs) Wait, you have a point. I don't know. I mean, (laughs) I do have a point. I feel like I'm a writer now. It's fine. (laughs) Last thing I did want to mention about Conrad Ricamora, which I found very cool, was that he also has a theater background and starred in Here Lies Love, a rock musical based on the first lady of the Philippines, Imelda Marcos, who's historically not that great, but (laughs) he plays Nino Aquino, who is a very prominent leader of the Philippines Mm -hmm. and has the airport named after him. So yeah, he's Filipino. Reggie Lee as Sergeant Drew Wu from Grimm. Second up on the roster is Grimm, which is an NBC show that is a supernatural slash police procedural drama about a homicide detective who learns he is descended from a line of guardians known as Grimm's and is charged with keeping the balance between humanity and the Weizen. It's German. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. (laughs) But I, th- I think it's, like, German for, like, mythical creatures. So one of the main characters in Grimm is played by Reggie Lee, who is Filipino but has some Chinese blood in him. And he plays Sergeant Drew Wu. And um, he, I believe, this might be his first episode where he has some background, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and this is, this is um, the episode we're talking about is season three, episode 14. Yeah. Mommy Dearest. And, um... We're talking about it because it's a supernatural show and they talk about the Aswang. It's Filipino folklore and it's an umbrella term, but at least for me and my familiarity with what the Aswang is, it's mostly in reference to like a vampire-like creature um, that preys on pregnant women and eats their unborn children. But my first encounter with it, I guess, in terms of like Western culture was in Twilight, Um, (laughs) which is why I say it is an umbrella term, but it's mostly, at least in my experience, referenced as like a vampire. Um, Wait, so where do they say that in Twilight? Okay, so it's not in the movie, which I understand why it's not in the movie because the book is literally like 500 pages. But I, and I mind you, I have not read this book since high school, but um, I remember reading about when Bella is researching what Edward could possibly be. (gasps) Well, like she's doing research and she reads about like, like different kinds of quote unquote vampires over the, like all over the world. And then Aswan gets popped up 
Um, and I like was so excited because obviously it was like from the Philippines. So yeah, that was really cool. I actually was watching this episode while my dad was in the kitchen and he was like super excited because this episode features a few Filipino characters. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the episode, Sergeant Wu's childhood friend, Tess, oh, who's played by Tess Paris, um, her name's Dana and her husband are like pregnant. And basically like right from the beginning of the show, she gets attacked by the Aswang and it's really ugly and i mean i don't think the graphics were that great but it was disgusting it had this super long tongue nothing like a vampire yeah it has yeah actually yeah Mm -hmm. it's described to be vampire like but they don't bite it has this super long tail that basically like connects to the pregnant woman's Mm -hmm. umbilical cord or non umbilical cord it looks like an umbilical cord um belly button and sucks out the amniotic fluid of and Gross. eats it basically yeah it was it was pretty like and this is graphic. like the first three minutes of the episode yeah but um uh, i feel like an important part of the storyline for this particular episode is that sergeant Wu doesn't know anything about the supernatural stuff that the other main characters are dealing with so he's thinking about mm, the aswang right. like this could be a potential like and then he goes like, and investigation of what's happening to his friend, but he also realizes that it's crazy because it's a mythical creature. And, and like, there's flashbacks of him, like, of him and his grandma in the Philippines, his Lola in the Philippines, like, telling him about the Aswang, and he has dreams about it. Um, mm-hmm. and, and so you find out that the that the childhood friend Dana. Dana's husband is part of a lineage of an Aswang (laughs) and like his the actual Aswang that's attacking his wife is um the his mom and like I guess part of the folklore and like I don't know how accurate this is really is that the elderly Aswang Mm -hmm, gets the first it's like tradition for them to get the firstborn child and the Lola is played by Frida Foshen, who I believe is Chinese. Um, yeah, she's actually the only non-Filipino, non-Filipino that was, that's yeah. playing a Filipino character on that episode, at least. Yeah, because yeah. Alan Oi, who plays the husband, is Filipino. also Filipino. Yeah, and it was really cool because um, he has a conver- like a phone conversation with his brother, where they're trying to locate the mom, and like they're speaking full on Tagalog, and it was yeah. cool because they. <laughs> They subtitled the Tagalog, which I don't, at least in previous shows or the shows that we just mentioned in part one, they, whenever there was Tagalog that was mentioned, it wasn't translated. Every show that we mentioned, no, none of them translate the Tagalog part. It's like, if you're not a Tagalog speaker, you're just supposed to guess what they're saying. I don't remember if they actually mentioned it in the show, but was, since you just watched it, was that like kind of in reference to a miscarriage? Like... I don't know, because when the other when the other characters were investigating what happened, when they read about what Aswang are, they say like the firstborn consumed as means for a prolonged healthy life, and then the mom is just like, "Don't you want me to live?" Or I don't know but... about miscarriage, hmm. but it hmm. did have like these like Filipino. I guess, like, the whole dynamic between the son and the mother and, like, sacrifice was, like, a um, theme that I felt very connected to in terms of Filipino culture. Yeah, so, like, the whole, like, sacrifice and, like... um, Although I don't know if... Like, sacrifice... Yeah, sacrifice (laughs) to the point of of an unborn child, right? Like... So serious. Um, And also they mentioned, like, Valerian root being a part of, Mm -hmm. like, what... um, um like drugs her and i don't also know if that's really part of filipino folklore but 
Okay, so they took some liberties with the myth. Well, we don't know. I don't know. Like, I just, oh. I don't, I, I feel like the basic myth is that, like, this creature hunts pregnant women and eats their children. At least from what I know, which is so interesting. Um, but yeah, my dad was super into the show. He was like, is this the only episode? And I was like, yes. <laughs> they did ask Reggie Lee if there would be, like, more Filipino folklore, but that never happened. You know what? Um, because the show ended... I was reading about like his interviews, obviously, because mm-hmm. he ended up playing a Filipino character, and he was born in the Philippines, Quezon mm-hmm. City, and then he moved to Ohio when he was like five, and then he got his first role in 2012, his first Filipino role in 2012, oh. in a show called Here Comes the Boom. I don't know nothing about it, and that's something that we should probably look into, um, but it took him 15 years wow. to get a role where he was playing an actual Filipino character. I mean, on that note... It's like he actually changed his name from Reggie Valdez to Reggie Lee because all the roles that he would get would be Hispanic roles. He himself says, I'm a far cry from Hispanic, quote unquote. Yeah. So. He knows. He looks Chinese. But he took the name Lee from his grandparents. And I was reading an interview after the show ended that the one storyline he wished he had on the show was like or sad that he missed out on was never getting a romantic Mm storyline and he says he never got a woman oh my god (laughs) so last thing to mention that this after this episode there was a six percent increase in viewership from the last episode yeah which y'all know that six percent was filipino because they wanted to know about the aswang they wanted to hear the tagalog they wanted to know all of it okay so but growing up did you believe in aswang not really in either definition um no i will say no i love (laughs) i love supernatural stuff um i think it's more fun than like believable right but in the philippines for me one of or not like it's not like i lived there for a long time but in the philippines i did hear a lot about yeah i did live in the philippines i lived in the philippines in like third grade fyi yeah rather than the aswang a filipino folklore that i grew up slash remembered a lot from my childhood was the white lady And I don't really remember much of the details of why she was called the white lady, but it was this ghost, female ghost who was wearing like a long white dress and Mm -hmm. would haunt people. I actually did ask my mom too, how come she never told us about Aswang? Oh, what did she say? She just said, I don't know. We don't believe in that. Yeah. My mom's reaction was that Aswang is like different than vampire because she was like, vampire is vampira. And I was like, (laughs) okay. John John Briones as Dr. Richard Hanover from Ratched. Ratched is a Netflix series about the origin story of Nurse Ratched from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. And for this episode, we want to talk specifically about Dr. Richard Hanover, who is played by John John Briones, who the character is a Filipino immigrant who moved to the U.S. to start his own psychiatric hospital. Yeah, Patricia watched the whole thing, and I watched mostly... John John Briones's part and Mm -hmm. the one scene that stuck out to me is like the part where he is getting a divorce in like 1943 so it's also a period drama um so he's getting a divorce from his Filipino wife because he basically spends no time with his family and she's like sick of it and she she basically tells the judge like I had he spends no time with us I needed to get my mother from the Philippines to come take care of our child and this lola is played by no other than aida basco who's the (laughs) matriarch of the infamous basco basco family um okay while we were looking at the credits kathleen just saw basco and she's i knew she stopped she's like 
you think this is yes and then (laughs) yeah and of course it was it was really funny she's like this cute old lola and she just starts like yelling yeah cussing yeah i mean it was a really short scene was like two minutes long and when they're leaving the courtroom as the wife is dragging away their child the lola is just like cussing at him in Tagalog. She's like, Tarantado, walang hiya, walang hiya, which basically means like, you have no shame, you have no shame. Patricia was like, what is she saying? And I'm like, she's basically cussing at him in Tagalog. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah, because they never put subtitles, which is what we noticed. Um, So yeah, so Dr. Richard Hanover, you realize he has a Western name and in one of the earlier episodes, it's revealed that his actual name is Manuel Banyaga. And keep in mind that this was the 1940s and it's just such a common thing where if you have an Asian or a different sounding like un-American. It's alienating or it's it's othering. So in an interview, John John Briones actually talks about how his inspiration for his role as Dr. Um, Hanover is Fedel Mundo, who is the first woman um, to be admitted to Harvard University in 1936. Harvard thought she was a man. (laughs) So not only was she the first woman, but she was the first, like, Asian Filipino woman to be admitted to Harvard, yeah. which is crazy. Go Filipino And women. then she ended up getting, yeah, she ended up getting her degree, going back to the Philippines, and becoming the founder of the first pediatric hospital in the Philippines. I mean, okay, I guess th- that's amazing. I think that's super amazing. But can you describe more about Hanover, who he is? He is the director of this psychiatric hospital, and he's trying to make a name for himself and be successful in the U.S. But in the context of Ratchet, it's scary because he's actually... So for the time, he was doing lobotomies. It's a lot of experimental stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so they were all these bad practices that would never... Now, yeah, like it's human rights issues, but really his character is just so adamant that he is doing good for the world. Mm -hmm. And that is like something that I think resonates with a lot of immigrants in general, not just Filipinos. It's just that they want to be successful, especially him being one of the only Filipino one, if not the only Filipino during that time. And this is set somewhere in Northern California, being there and trying to make a name for himself. And so he's doing all of these like mental practices or all these practices that (laughs) is just wrong. Mm -hmm. John John Briones himself even said that when like for his own character, he wants to believe the good in them while he's playing them. Anyway, yeah, he did a lot of experiments and his arc eventually ends but just the whole immigrant story was really what i wanted to press on Mm -hmm. it was just so familiar that you know he that's why he ended up losing custody of his child which he was really just trying to be successful yeah and like in that in that scene where he is getting a divorce and loses custody the the he makes such a powerful and passionate statement about what he's doing for like the Japanese in the internment camps and like the judges like you're more concerned about offensive term for Japanese people um rather than being separated from your own child and it was just it really puts into perspective how passionate this doctor slash I mean this immigrant was about what he was doing and making a name for himself Mm -hmm. funny enough in all of the shows that we mentioned for Filipinos playing Filipinos, none of them are nurses, <laughs> which is like probably number one freaking stereotype that 
at least in my life reigns true. So is that a good thing, Hollywood? Or are you just neglecting? I feel like it's like, it's a stereotype the they're real... neglecting. Yeah. Or it should be something that should be thrown in. I don't know. I don't, that, that's a good question. You know, like how do you remain authentic to like cultures without yeah. caricaturizing them? Darren Chris and John John Briones as Andrew and Modesto Kunanan from The Assassination of Gianni Versace, American Crime Story. The assassination of Gianni Versace is, I believe, the second American crime story that FX has put out. Um, It's part of an anthology series, um, and it's about the murder of Gianni Versace by spree killer Andrew Kunanan, who is played by Darren Criss. And I don't know if... I feel like this is not common knowledge um, unless you actually watched the show slash what me might be a big fan of Versace but that Andrew Kunan on the killer was like half Filipino I think that was also a big thing because during the time mm. it's like you it know was how Filipinos thing. claim it was a big Filipinos thing. Yeah. <laughs> so you're right no it was a big thing he at was the time. unclean yeah 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 no it was a big thing at the time because my parents actually I haven't seen the whole series I've only seen bits and parts because my parents went on a full-on binge of this show and I would just walk in and out of them watching and they were just so enthralled with how Andrew Kunanan was <laughs> psychotic and wait so they actually did know Andrew Kunanan yeah yeah okay. yeah it was a it was a really big thing for them because like I guess it was mentioned that he was Filipino and mm-hmm. they were just like oh no like the times now I can only imagine what it was like back then for even having like just the racial kind of attachments to when crimes like these were committed right i believe this might be his first role where he's playing an actual half filipino character and darren chris is like really well known in the theater world and also he was on glee i don't think he played necessarily filipino on glee no but in 2018 darren chris was actually the first Filipino-American actor to win an Emmy for um, Outstanding Lead in a Limited Series or Movie. And it was for playing Andrew Cunanan. Very cool. So his dad, John John Briones, as we know, is Filipino. John John Briones' daughter is also on this show. Oh, we didn't mention, but in Ratchet, um, his son is on the show. So he, in an interview, was talking about how his he's waiting for his, like, last daughter to be in on a television show with him, which was <laughs> pretty funny. Once one Filipino makes a successful trek into television. He's trying to do a Briones, a Briones family thing, like a, like like a Bosco. Bosco family. Um, I can see it. I can see it. Oh, I, I guess, like, in an interview, too, it was mentioned that, like, Sarah Paulson thinks that he's the um marlon brando of our time which um i'm telling you guys like john john is is so good yeah 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 i will watch anything he is in now so not necessarily that ratchet is an amazing show but the acting so in this episode again it's about andrew kanan's childhood and again andrew kanan was a real person so it's kind of hard to analyze that aspect of Mm -hmm, him mm -hmm. but I do want to talk more about like Modesto Kunanan, the mm-hmm. father, because he portrayed that that Filipino immigrant story so well. Yeah, like in the episode that we watched, it was episode eight, right? Mm-hmm. He basically is trying to get a job as a stockbroker and is pitching himself to these three white dudes in suits. And 
so he talks about being an or he talks about you know coming from the philippines like a small house in the philippines and like they they make it a point to say okay let's stop talking about your biography let's talk about business and then he literally says but my biography is my business Mm -hmm. and then does this whole pitch about how he joined the u.s or joined the Navy and made $98 a month, not for the money, but for the opportunity to come to the, to the U.S. And while I thought the speech was super passionate and I'm sure it captured the audience he was presenting to, I was thinking about how, what a colonized mentality he had. Like, hello, yeah. the U.S. took over your freaking country. Like, stop being, like, grateful to them. I don't know. There's but a lot to unpack is- there. <laughs> Yeah, this is just such a common thing, though. It's the American dream. Yeah, yeah, and like, that's that well, it's is part of why, like, our parents moved here. Yeah, why? <laughs> yeah, no, one hundred percent. And that is that's crazy to think about too. That that's like for them coming to America is so much better than mm-hmm. the life that they lived in. Um, like he grew up in a small house in Baliwag City, and he makes a point to say um, a house, a small house that you can buy with the money in your wallet right now. Because it's true. Mm. Because the Philippines is a poor country. And yeah. like if you as a if if you think you're a poor person in America going to the Philippines, you can live there fine for a right. month. You know, like it, it's just a difference in living. Um, On that note, like John John Briones himself also came from a poor upbringing. Yeah. Like he was in poverty and then he became an actor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I'm sure there was like definitely relations, even though Modesto Kunanan was not a good person. Yeah. Brianna's no, I felt con- very uncomfortable watching him. Yeah, he was creepy. But it's just like such a familiar story, just the immigrant part, not mm-hmm, the creepiness. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it, it was like, it w- I think that's what made it so much more tragic because mm-hmm. he lays out that big speech about being an immigrant and that's how he's going to sell his business or sell business for them and make money for them because he's a stockbroker. Mm-hmm. And you find out later on that actually doesn't really work with the people he's pitching to. And the way that they showed it too was like, Obviously, we're looking like this is cinematically done and it's like a TV show and whatnot. We don't actually know what happened in real life. But like he makes a few calls and he basically gives up. Like it it Mm -hmm. felt like at least for me when I was watching it, he like would make one phone call and then be so discouraged and just fake it. People would hang up on him and he would like continue the conversation. Oh, yeah. And it was just like a very like, okay, is this like a one time thing? This is the putting up a face. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, Like pride. That's a thing too, like for immigrants specifically. Thing, yeah. You don't go to America to fail. Yeah, you do. You not. don't go to America to ask for handouts. Spoiler alert. Um. Also, this is real life. He ends up getting like the IRS involved because he's like embezzling like millions of dollars and literally has to shred documents and flees to the Philippines. Yeah, and leaves <laughs> his family behind. Yeah, so which yeah, is it, tragic. Super, yeah. It literally made me so uncomfortable because there's so many things were happening. Like, I was just like, oh, no. Oh, <laughs> big speeches that are failing. Ah, deliver, You were, yeah, you were your cringy. Yeah, I was like, it was cringe. It was really cringe. And then, like, Darren Chris or um, Andrew Kunana goes, I mean, mind you, this is like a fictionalized version of what happened yeah definitely dramatized it's dramatized um but he ends up going to the philippines to confront his dad and his dad still like has i'm I'm so curious on where they pulled this from too but like because 
if you guys don't realize or didn't pick up Andrew Kanan is a serial killer so it's like <laughs> it's it's really weird because you're like empathizing with the way he was raised mm-hmm. and like his relationship with his dad but also the show starts off with him killing Gianni Versace yeah the whole show is told backwards so you see the the murder and then you get the backstory it's very layered I will mm-hmm. say and like the acting is a lot in what's not said like uh, the acting is a lot in like the non-dialogue that's happening I think so poetic (laughs) (laughs) all right honorable mentions so our honorable mentions are for future Filipinos playing Filipino episodes and slash or those who may make rounds in other episodes but they include Darren Chris as Raymond Ainsley on Netflix's Hollywood Shay Mitchell who is Emily on Pretty Little Liars and really, it's only mentioned in, like, briefly in one episode that she's Filipino, Korean, Irish, Scottish, and American. <laughs> Alex Mapa as Renzo Alec on Switched at Birth. And Kidding had actually an entire episode focused on the Philippines. And one of the Filipino versions of Mr. Pickles, who is like Mr. Rogers type <laughs> of character the filipino version is played by glenn thomas cruz um alan evangelista as henry miller on the secret life of the american teenager i don't know if we're going to talk about more about him in like future episodes but i did want to mention that like i've I've been following him on instagram for a super long time and he's a huge kobe fan so (laughs) shout out alan I will say about his character on that show, I didn't watch it, but his character on that show, they ended up making his character Filipino for him. Yeah, that's so cool. Very cool. That was nice. Honorable mention. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Hope you guys enjoyed our Filipinos playing Filipino series for National Filipino History Month. We know it's technically November now. Please follow and subscribe to wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, please, please, please leave a review if you're an iTunes listener. They really help a lot with how people find us, and we would love to hear from you. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Invasion TV if you don't already, and repost and reshare. Thanks again, and stay tuned for our next episode. Bye.